Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Or a shooting spree that's killed three, including a nine-year-old girl and a journalist. A call to boost safety for pedestrians. In Wheaton, I'm Dick Iuliano. How is sports betting in Maryland impacting the district? I'm John Doman. Wall Street mixed to the closing bell. The Dow was down 85 Wednesday trading. The Nasdaq picked up 15. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by General Steel. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. There is snow falling on many of the lower 48 states, from the Dakotas to Maine, but especially so on Minnesota. From Minneapolis, correspondent Christina Ruffini. Some residents went running. Others sprinted to the grocery store to stock up on supplies. Ryan Bradley went to church, getting his Ash Wednesday blessing in before the city shuts down. I did make it to Mass. I had to make it Mass. And a few skeptics don't quite believe the hype. I mean, it's Minnesota. What do you expect? There are many power outages in the Midwest. In Central Florida, investigators look for a motive and try to make sense of a series of gun deaths. Correspondent Matt Piper. There were three separate shootings in the Orlando area, all police say involving one suspect who's been arrested. Three people were killed. The first shooting was around 11 a.m. Then Sheriff John Mina says the suspect shot members of the media sitting in a car. They are a News 13 reporter and photographer. And tragically, one of the News 13 employees has passed. A nine-year-old girl was also killed. Her mother wounded. The discovery of a gun at an elementary school in Rising Star, Texas, has led to the resignation of a school superintendent. The gun found in an elementary school bathroom by a third grader belonged to the superintendent. Robbie Studeville says he accidentally left it in a stall after using the restroom. The teacher of the third grader has also come under attack. After being informed of the discovery, she ordered the young boy and another student to confirm that it was a gun. Correspondent Steve Futterman, the superintendent, says he armed himself because of shootings at other schools just ahead of the first anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Russia! In Moscow, President Vladimir Putin rallied a large flag-waving crowd, praising the courageous Russian soldiers and making no mention of mounting casualties. Putin also held talks with China's top envoy, Wang Yi. U.S. officials voiced concern this week the Chinese could supply lethal military aid to the Russian army. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe, President Biden is now back in Washington after his wartime visit to Ukraine. There's been another cycle of attack and counterattack in the Middle East. Israeli forces conducting strikes in the Gaza Strip, Israel says, that follows Palestinian rockets fired from that area. That followed clashes in which 11 Palestinians were killed, over 100 hurt. The Pentagon wants troops to Watch what they eat for breakfast. CBS's Monica Ricks. The Pentagon says natural poppy seeds could be contaminated with morphine and codeine. So it says eating them could undermine the military's ability to identify actual illicit drug use. Asian financial markets closed mostly lower. Europe has opened mostly higher. Now the Dow futures are up 105 points. S&P futures up about 20. This is CBS News. Over 70% of federal agencies don't have full knowledge of where their data is stored impacting agency leaders' ability to make informed decisions and accelerate digital transformation. Cloudera Government Solutions offers data in motion capabilities that helps agencies move any data from any source to any destination, turning your siloed data into strategic assets. Cloudera harnesses modern data architectures to improve visibility and speed analysis with built-in security and governance. Visit cloudera.com slash public sector for details. WTOP at 403. 
Good Thursday morning, February 23rd, 2023. Partly sunny, breezy, and hot today, believe it or not. The month of February, high of 80 degrees. You're waking up to 46 in our nation's capital right now. A good Thursday morning to you. Dean Lane, we do indeed thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. Stopping the news this man this morning, a man is dead after he was shot locally by police Wednesday outside a busy mall in Tyson's. It all started with a call about a theft inside Tyson's Corner Center. Officers stationed at the mall responded and saw the suspect, according to Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis. A uniformed Fairfax County police officer gave chase in a plain clothes a Fairfax County police officer gave chase. That chase ended up in a wooded area where the officers opened fire. Uh, we struck the suspect. The man died at the hospital. What is not known? If our suspect uh, is uh, was armed. Body camera footage will be reviewed. Davis says while he's not identifying the man who was killed. His uh, encounters with local law enforcement in the national capital region span back many years, and it's a violent criminal history. In Tyson's, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Pedestrian fatalities locally have been rising across the region of late. To that end, a Wednesday night public meeting in Wheaton put a spotlight on a particularly dangerous stretch of roadway around here. Georgia Avenue is considered one of the worst uh, roads in Montgomery County. Just this year, two people have already been killed. Montgomery County Council member Natalie Fani Gonzalez of District 6 says the number one issue of her constituents is pedestrian safety. She's rallying support to boost safety on Georgia Avenue for people who are walking, bicycling, and scooting. A street that was designed for cars to go fast instead of people moving around. That's the main problem. Georgia Avenue, like New Hampshire and University Boulevard, are state roads. And Fani Gonzalez is reaching out to Governor Wes Moore to find more state money to boost safety. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. WTOP News time, now 4.05. Other news this early morning, D.C. police are facing a new federal lawsuit Thursday. Prosecutors accused the department this morning of violating their First Amendment rights during the protest almost three years ago after George Floyd's death. That suit was filed Wednesday midweek this week in D.C.'s district court by the Partnership for Civil Justice Funds on behalf of three protesters, we're told. Now, this complaint seeks to end what it calls indiscriminate use of projectile weapons, including stinger grenades, foam and rubber bullets and flashbang devices, Against those marching in the streets, two plaintiffs in the case, a police, used a weapon that exploded shrapnel into their legs during the 2020 protest, causing puncture wounds. They're now asking for compensation for medical bills and punitive damages against D.C. police. Stay tuned. The D.C. Lottery's Gambit Sports betting app has been much maligned by the sports betting industry, and even some district leaders argue the city is not profiting as much as it could. So how has expanded betting actually around the DMV impacted things over? During a D.C. Council oversight hearing, Michelle Minton with the Competitive Enterprise Institute blasted the D.C. Lottery and the Gambad app. In the three years that they've been operating sports betting in the city, were they an employee, they'd be fired. They were an elected official, they would not be reelected. On the contrary, the data confirms that a sole operator model that provides a larger share of profits is most effective for the district. Frank Suarez, who heads the D.C. Lottery, says per capita, D.C. rakes in more tax revenue than most states, including Virginia. Now, the city does expect an impact with mobile betting now legal in Maryland, though so far... We haven't yet seen that um, actually happen. Still, the city's forecasting a $300,000 decline in tax revenue from sports betting this year. John Dome in WTOP News. 
WTOP at 407, traffic and weather on the way. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-885-8844. 800-885-8844. That's 800-885-8844. Coming right up after traffic and weather on WTOP this early morning. Hands off. We got this. D.C.'s council chairman has a blunt message for Congress. I'm Luke Garrett. It's Thursday morning, February 23rd. Glad you're with us here at WTLP. I'm now 408. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Driving good weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us in the WTLP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. We start in Virginia. I-66 eastbound. The ramp to the inner loop back in business. Lanes are reopened. It's flowing nicely now. I, I'm not altogether sure about the ramp from westbound 66 to the outer loop, however. Haven't seen anyone take the ramp. They have turned, Virginia State authorities have turned the the camera back around the right way so I can see into where that ramp begins as you come from Falls Church. But again, haven't seen anyone take it yet, so I don't know whether it's completely open or not. you got eyes on that or something else we need to talk about and share with the rest of the class, 866-304-WTOP. Plugs you right in, and now I see somebody taking that ramp, so the westbound ramp. Uh, from 66 to the outer loop of the Capitol Beltway is once again open. 95, quiet right out of Fredericksburg so far this morning. Nothing pending. The earlier work zone across the Rappahannock long gone now. And on 95 southbound, no reported delay. 395, nothing pending from the Springfield Interchange all the way to the 14th Street Bridge. We cross the 14th Street Bridge, headed to the district. The freeways are quiet. No reported delays on I-395 or I-695. DC 295, I-295, likewise quiet. In Maryland, one lingering work zone, southbound, Baltimore, Washington Parkway. Caller confirmed that they are still working before Greenbelt Road over on the left side. 95, no reported delays between the beltways. 50 across the Bay Bridge. It is two-way traffic still on the eastbound span, but I think that's going to change here fairly soon. Expect a hold in traffic as you come from Stevensville or try to come from Sandy Point. Looking for a safe used car? Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of good cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, a Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Some big changes as we make our way through the next couple of hours and the next couple of days. First of all, the next few hours, starting off on a cool note in some areas as the warm air is moving in quickly across our region. So you may need the jacket in the morning, but you will not need it in the afternoon. Temperatures rebounding into the upper 70s to around 80 degrees. That would be a record high for the day. Friday, much cooler. Temperatures in the upper 40s to low 50s in the afternoon. Saturday, going 42. That's it. Wind chills in the 20s and 30s all day and could even be a snow shower. I'm Storm Speaking 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, you are waking up to 40 degrees in Gaithersburg, 47 in Arlington, 43 in Lanham. We're up to 46 now in our nation's capital. It's 4 a.m. hour. 
Thursday morning, February 23rd, brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Coming right up this early morning for you on WTOP. Confirming two victims, police worry a 94-year-old charged with sex crimes could have abused others. I'm Megan Cloherty. The YMCA is just a starting line for the true self-blooms only when we find our purpose, what makes us tick below the surface. Why is the before-work hustle an after-school home, a section of my block, a corner to call my own? With my why, I stand strong, seen and supported all along. It's a million faces in a mirror, and everyone belongs. Find your why. Join today at YMCA.org for a better us. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Over 70% of federal agencies don't have full knowledge of where their data is stored, impacting agency leaders' ability to make informed decisions and accelerate digital transformation. Cloudera Government Solutions offers data in motion capabilities that helps agencies move any data from any source to any destination, turning your siloed data into strategic assets. Cloudera harnesses modern data architectures to improve visibility and speed analysis with built-in security and governance. Visit cloudera.com slash public sector for details. This is WTOP News. An American Airlines flight from Jacksonville, Florida, here to Reagan National, apparently never made it to D.C. Flight 3444 ended up at Raleigh-Durham instead because of an apparent security concern involving a disruptive passenger. Police met the flight in North Carolina, taking the person away. The trouble started Wednesday afternoon, we're told. The FBI says this morning it's now figuring out whether or not to file federal charges in this case. Now we turn this morning to the bumpy road that lies ahead for D.C.'s revised criminal code. The document that defines crimes and sentences has not been updated in over a century. But the new changes have to be approved first by Congress before taking effect. D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson, who champions the revised code, admits the council's fighting an uphill battle with this one. Part of the problem that we're dealing with is that a significant number of Democrats in the Senate are up for election next year. They do not want to see campaign messages about how they're soft on crime. Mendelson blames Mayor Muriel Bowser for casting the revised code as easy on criminals. It's easy to say it makes the city less safe, but uh, prove it to me because you can't prove it to me. He argues the lower sentencing guidelines within the updated code won't actually impact crime. What does? It's swift and certain justice. Here are full conversation on how the changes would actually impact D.C. residents on this week's episode of WTOP's DMV Download Podcast. Luke Garrett, WTOP News. WTOP has reached out to the mayor's office for response to Middleton's comments. So far, no response. We're following developments this morning out of Arlington County as well, where a 94-year-old man is charged with crimes against children, and investigators say it's possible there are more victims in this case. Officers arrested and charged Adolfo Zambrano of Arlington with two counts of aggravated sexual battery after a woman called 911 on February 10th, reporting seeing a suspicious interaction between the 94-year-old and a child. Detectives with the Special Victims Unit arrived to learn the woman had confronted Zambrano, and detectives confirmed the child had been touched inappropriately. In investigating Zambrano, they say they learned of another woman's abuse by Zambrano when she was a child. Police want anyone who knows of other inappropriate encounters with Zambrano to contact them. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. There was this one time I went camping with my parents in a forest. Back when I was maybe like eight or nine, it was amazing. We could hear the sounds of the forest all around us. Frogs singing and owls calling and a creek nearby. I'll definitely never forget it. 
Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. There's the morning 415 at Robster. Maryland handled business against last place Minnesota, leading by as many as 28 on their way to an 88-70 win, in which the Terps shot 68% to win their third game in their last four and improved to 10-7 and seven in conference, Coach Kevin Willard. We knew how important this game was. I mean, that's the one thing I was really happy about. These guys knew that this was a, this was a huge game. Get to 10 wins. Have Northwestern coming in. I think we're tied for third now. So I thought the way we handled that part of the game was really impressive for this group. Georgetown's second half rally fell short in a 79-70 loss to St. John's that drops the Hoyas to 2-16 in the Big East. George Washington, for the fourth time in nine games, needed overtime to win. And American has lost five straight after Navy's defense dominated the second half of the Eagles' 70-54 loss, Coach Mike Brennan. Well, you got to be aggressive. And if you're kind of on your heels a little bit and confused a little bit, it's hard to be aggressive. So I thought that happened too many possessions today. But they do a good job. They're good at that, going from the, you know, the zone to like man halfway through the shot clock. Sixth-ranked Virginia had its worst performance of the season in an upset loss to Boston College that could cost the Cavaliers come tournament time. The Capitals had Alex Ovechkin back in practice after a week away from the team to mourn the loss of his father. You think you'll make the 7 p.m. face-off against the Ducks, Ovi? We'll see. So, uh, I just want to come back right away. You know, put my mind in a different position than was struggling right now. So I'm just trying to do my best to bring energy, bring something to the team. That something needs to be scoring. The Caps have averaged only 1.6 goals per game during this five-game losing streak. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Alrighty, thanks, Rob. 417 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. An Orlando TV reporter, a nine-year-old girl, and another person were gunned down in separate incidents last night, but their connected shootings were told in Central Florida this morning. CBS News correspondent Christian Benavides heard from Orange County Sheriff John Mena. Sheriff's deputies first responded to a deadly shooting in a residential area of Pine Hills, Florida, Wednesday morning. They found a woman uh, who was in her 20s who was shot and succumbed to her injuries. And then in the late afternoon came 911 calls about two additional shootings. Deputies located two men who had been shot uh, in or near a vehicle. They are a News 13 reporter and photographer who were on the scene to cover the homicide. The top stories we're covering for you on WTLP. This early Thursday morning, two police officers locally gunned down a man suspected of stealing from Tyson's Corner Center Mall. Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, we're told, are the latest to get subpoenas this week from the new special counsel investigating the Capitol riot and efforts to overturn the 2020 election. And former President Donald J. Trump escalating the political showdown this week over that toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, by paying a visit to the town and slamming the Biden administration's response. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. For the time now is 418 over to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dino, and we thank the caller in the district. We have work inbound New York Avenue 
at the Third Street Tunnel. Apparently, both of those left turn lanes are blocked, but the caller says you are able to access the tunnel from inbound New York Avenue with a little bit of finesse, and apparently there's some signs there guiding you around. Follow that temporary signage to get into the Third Street Tunnel southbound from inbound New York Avenue. Southeast Southwest Freeway, no complaints so far. DC 295 and I-295, quiet for now. That's going to change. You know that for a fact. In Maryland, on the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, Route 50, all lanes are once again reopened. They had been holding traffic. The hold is gone. The traffic is moving once again. And the ride through Bowie and Annapolis on Route 50, as you make your way from the Bay Bridge toward the Beltway, quiet, no reported delays. One lingering work zone is going to be southbound BW Parkway. This will be... Right before Greenbelt Road, right lane, single file past the guardrail replacement. Northbound is not affected. 95 is a drama-free alternative between the two beltways. Coming out of Frederick this morning, smooth ride on 270 through Urbana and through Clarksburg all the way to the Lane Divide. In Virginia, all of our work zones on 66 should be gone or going away now. Should have a fairly quiet ride from Haymarket to the Beltway, and then inside the Beltway through Falls Church and all the way to the Roosevelt Bridge. 95 coming out of Fredericksburg this morning, much smoother than it was several hours ago. No reported delays now getting through Garrison, uh, uh, Garrisonville and on, th- on toward Woodbridge and on to the Capitol Beltway, though we do see some sufficient slowing. This would be southbound on 95 after the Fairfax County Parkway. Reasons yet to be determined for us. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Good morning. We are going to make a real run for the record this afternoon. Today's record high in Washington and Baltimore is 78 degrees, set way back in 1874. That's so long ago the Washington Monument wasn't completed. Thomas Edison was still alive, and the QWERTY keyboard was patented in 1874. It's been a while since we set that record. So plan for 78 sunny and breezy this afternoon. Tomorrow, a gusty wind from the northwest. It'll turn colder on your Friday, mid-50s tomorrow morning, falling into the 40s by tomorrow evening. The weekend, Saturday, below freezing in the morning, and a cold, cloudy, wet day on Saturday. Light rain and even a few wet snowflakes are possible Saturday morning. Sunday will be the better half of the weekend, partly to mostly cloudy but milder. Sunday's high 58. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. 47 degrees at the wharf in D.C. as well in Oxland Hill. 43 in Sterling this morning. And you are waking up to 44 degrees at our nation's capital. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP. This latest check brought to you this morning by New Look Home Design. Right now, save 50% on all roofing materi- materials and labor. Check them out. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Coming right up this half hour. The new leader of D.C.'s troubled 911 call center promises a fresh start. I'm Nick Ainelli. An area school system's new response to a rise in anti-Semitic acts at schools. This is absolutely unacceptable. I'm Mike Marillo. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. 
They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-885-8844. 800-885-8844. That's 800-885-8844. And on that morning when I wake up. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. WTOP at 423. This is WTOP News. We're hearing this morning here at WTOP from the new leader of D.C.'s troubled 911 call center, promising change and a fresh start. Critics say several lives have actually been lost in recent years when first responders were sent to the wrong address or the response was just too slow. We have a game plan moving forward. Heather McGaffin, the acting director of D.C.'s Office of Unified Communications, is for the first time detailing some of the changes she's making. In the next 90 days, the agency will see a few things. The first being a complete policy overhaul. McGaffin says she's increased the number of supervisors who are on duty at any given time and new employees will now need 14 weeks of training instead of the five weeks that were previously required. McGaffin has a lot of work to do as the call center has often come under fire for delays in sending out ambulances and mistakes such as sending emergency crews out to incorrect locations. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. Rising hate crimes outside of the schools prompting a local lawmaker on this issue to pursue an anti-hate task force. The call is coming this week from County Council President Evan Glass, who says the spike right now in racial, ethnic and LGBTQ hate crimes is disturbing and frightening. Glass further says the latest numbers from a couple of years ago show more than 140 bias incidents. More than half were considered race related. Many were focused on black people and two out of 10 were told targeted Asian people. Many of the crimes were aimed at Jewish people. Glass has now sent a letter about the, this to the county executive, Mark Elridge, to get his take on it. Since last Friday, in fact, Montgomery County Public Schools says several more instances of anti-Semitic messages have been found inside four different school buildings. And this news as the superintendent this morning promising action. We've had nine incidents, anti-Semitic incidents happening in our schools since Friday. And Superintendent Dr. Monifa McKnight says the incidents, including drawings, were found at four schools. She's calling the actions unacceptable and says in response, some new steps are being taken, including kids responsible seeing the acts added to their personal file in a form that has their name and grade level. I think these things are important when you look at the profile of an entire student over time for them currently and their future. And it will identify, you know, what the act was. Also for the parents of the students who get in trouble. We are going to be requesting that our parents come in and be a part of the resolution for that child in the school. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP at 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. For the time now on your Thursday morning, it's 425 Money News. We bring you each half hour on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. The pandemic-era boom in the U.S. housing market is quickly going bust. A report from the Redfin real estate firm finds the value of the U.S. housing market fell by $2.3 trillion, or nearly 5% in the second half of last year, the biggest percentage drop since the financial crisis. Rising mortgage rates are blamed. More homeowners are going solar, and Sunrun is capturing a greater share of the market. Sunrun says it installed over 275 million megawatts of solar panels in the fourth quarter. That tops an industry record set by Solar City in 2015, a year before it was bought by Tesla. 
You can't milk an almond or an oat, but makers of plant-based milk products can continue to call them milk following an FDA ruling. The Wall Street Journal reports the agency said label information on non-dairy milk products should explain how they are different from cow's milk. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Here's Rebecca Hurstman, the director of the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, on the